What's up guys and welcome back. We're here with our April 2020 market update. It's not your usual update, so listen up. Everything's different this month. We're coming to you from the rooftop of our recently sold 2568 Wallace Crescent in beautiful West Point Gray. Listen up, listen good, let's talk about it. Listen up, listen good. What's up guys? It's been forever since we've been back. Um, it feels like we've had to shut down for the longest time because of COVID, but we are back today. We have shut down for the longest time. I, know. I was doing the solo videos for a while. You contributed nothing to that, but we kept That's it going. That's why you had like five views. You had five thousands, views on your solo videos. Um, and we have basically, we've gone through everything uh, now and we're here on the other end, hopefully coming out at the end of it. And we're here to talk about April, 2020. What happened in Vancouver real estate in April 2020? We are talking about April 2020. It's currently May. almost through May. And mm -hmm. it's taken us some time to get together, of course, for all the rules and everything. There's actually yeah. a spit guard between us right now. <laughs> so uh, what happened in April? We had some severe changes from the norm. Yeah, so I'm just going to premise this as well. This isn't going to be your standard doom and gloom market update. So I think we're going to say a few things here that are going to be a little bit unpopular, but the whole reason of this is we want to cut through the BS. We want to just look at the figures, what the market is showing and what that's telling us is going to happen based on trends moving forward. And that's probably going to be an unpopular opinion to some, but it's the truth. And I feel that we need to kind of deliver that. But it keeps the comment section a lot more interesting, <laughs> entertaining. So that's true. Good. That's true. Mike Van, welcome back. Um, Blocked them. But typically we go through the how many listings versus sales there were in this. So in this case, it would be April 2019 versus April 2020. And we talk about the percentage of difference. We're still going to kind of go through that, but it's not a typical market that we're in because we're not in a typical situation. So there are variables in which we need to take into account. So you know, there's probably a few headlines that everyone's been hearing. We're like 62.7% below the April average or the April 10 year average. As the lowest numbers since 1982 in Vancouver real estate. But those headlines paint a very different picture as to what's actually happening. And I think once we go through some of the figures, that we'll be able to kind of see why. So, I mean, Jay, why don't you start us off with the east side? We're going to do actual numbers now. We're going to do actual numbers now. So, the what Ben was saying, obviously, the numbers vary drastically from what we normally do because we're normally just talking on raw real estate knowledge, not knowledge, information, uh, which this is not influenced yeah. by. So it's not month over month, the market is souring, the market is heating up. Obviously we've had this pause and it's yeah. been very much that, and we'll talk about pricing in a second to do with that, but activity wise, um, we've had quite a bit. So we can go into the exacts, uh, 2019 uh, East Side condos, 373 listings and 149 were absorbed. So 149 sales. That's in, that's in 2019. 2019, yeah. So 2020, bringing that up, we've got 166 listings and 71 were absorbed. 214 house listings, uh, April 2019, 66 were absorbed. And then we've got 80 listings, April 2020, and 49 were absorbed or sold. 
Yeah, and then we move over to the west side and we'll see all these correlate shortly here. But in 2019, we had 933 detached homes on the market and 278 of those sold. Uh, in April 2020, that number was 382 listings with 158 sold. And then we move on to the houses, 226 listings and 90, sorry, 63 sold in 2019. And in 2020, that's 64 listings and 37 listings sold. So, I mean, immediately when you look at those figures, you're thinking the 2019 numbers are much higher versus the 2020 numbers. And then you start looking at lowest numbers since 1982. And you start, if you just look at it with that one tunnel vision, you start seeing why some of these people are saying, market's going to drop by 30, 40%, $1.3 million homes are going to be $800,000 homes. The, when you see just that, yes. But what you need to pay attention to is take a look at how many listings were available this time last year versus how many were sold. Then you compare that to how many, were, how many are available now versus how many are sold. Back in 2019, that inventory was like sky high up here with the demand here. Even in 2020 with COVID, what's happening, these numbers are more like this. They're still so close. You've got about 45% sales drop, mm -hmm. roughly. And the listing numbers have dropped anywhere from, I mean, 50 to probably 60 something, 70%. Yeah. So if, we've, if we're down two thirds in listings, and half or just under in sales. The sales have hit their bottom to now. We'll see what May brings. And I think we're gonna have a much different May than we did April. We'll talk about that in a second, but the listing numbers, as we've seen hand in hand, when this whole thing started, a lot of people said, I don't want people going through my house. I'm not gonna list, yeah. but there were still sales taking place. Severely uh, diminished numbers, but pretty consistent along all markets, but heavily diminished listings as opposed. So the listing inventory has come way down. Sales has definitely halved almost, mm -hmm. but um, they've stayed stronger numbers-wise than. So we're going back. So let's go back here to the sales to active listings ratio. So those of you who've been watching us for a while, you know what that means. But for a refresher, that is genuinely what determines whether we are in a buyer's market, a balanced market, or a seller's market. So even though those numbers have dropped down 62.7% year over year, our sales to active ratio for combined properties is 11.8%. So we're 0.2% away from a balanced market. So how, how have we got the lowest sales since 1982, yet we're so close to a balanced market? It's because, exactly like Jay was saying, you have to look at any, everything relative. So if there's one sale, or sorry, if there's one listing available, in the whole of Vancouver, but there's three people looking, it's gonna be hot. It's the same sort of thing when you're looking at that on a larger scale like we are in 2020. There's still property available, but much, much, much less, but that demand is keeping up, which is what our problem was beforehand. So, and then if you wanna break that sales to active listing ratio further, that's actually at about 14.5% for attached homes and 10% for detached homes. So. 14.5% is sitting right in between a balanced market. That's not putting pressure on prices up or down. Houses are slightly having pressure, but as we know, you have to be in that situation for a long period of time in order to actually reflect that change. So although houses are in the area where pressure is on, 
to come down, they need to still be in that area for a couple of months. And to your point, Jay, things are starting to loosen up. Phase two, phase three are starting to be talking about now. There's more people out and about. People have been, I want to say, going insane a little bit. And they're starting to get out and about. Then we look at like summer coming as well. Typically, summer's a slower month. People are away on vacation. Is that still going to be the case? You can't fly anywhere still. You won't be able to for a while. I think we're going to see going right into the whole climate of everything right now. What, there was two or three nice days last week. If mm-hmm. you went down anywhere near Kitts Beach, you saw how crazy it was and how yeah. we'll say little people are still self-quarantining. Um, little people is in small groups, not little people. <laughs> Always. Uh, so it was packed. So people are, the sun's coming out. People are kind of over it. I think, as we've said before, there's a lot of information from the news about the, the uh, death toll, whatever is going on with that, if it's rising, if it's paused, if it's, if it's shrinking. But for a lot of people, I think it's out of sight, out of mind. They're not directly mm-hmm. affected by this. Mm-hmm. They've been in their homes. They've got their kids. They're trying to homeschool. So there's a lot of pent up, I need to get out of the house and out there. Yeah. People, like you said, aren't going to be able to go on vacation. So I think as we see in the activity in the market pick up very quickly in the last couple of weeks, uh, obviously not to levels that it was, but there's definitely demand of people wanting to get out there and do something, buy mm-hmm. or sell. Uh, as the summer comes, as these things release and shops start opening again, and to your point, people can't just leave mm-hmm. for the summer on vacation with the kids. Now they're here. If they're going to, like they would have possibly before, let's push the a real estate transaction to spring or sorry, to fall. Once we're back in, in, in tune with everything, they're not leaving to come back in tune, they're staying here now. So with that, in addition to the rates, my forecast is that we're going to pick up yeah. quickly yeah. because it's already begun, yeah. as we've seen, on a variety of levels of the market too. Yeah, whether so this is where we're talking about entry level here or multi-million dollar homes. And some of you who have still been looking during this time will know that. So I'm in 100% agreement as well. And they say typically with anything that happens to the economy, like a recession and such, you typically recover as fast as you go down. And so if you're looking at a graph, it's more of a V-shaped rather than kind of an elongated process. So we're making the call that things are going to pick up and they're going to pick up substantially. The moment people start feeling more comfortable to go out and about is the moment that demand increases substantially. And the question is, is do we have the inventory to keep up with that? As it is right now, inventory will increase, but we kind of just a little bit more. We have a little bit more inventory than we do have demand right now. But when things change, is that going to remain the same? Not forgetting at the start of the year, when things changed, the whole reason why it was so busy was because that demand was far, far outseeding the inventory that was available. I personally don't feel that that demand goes completely out the window and is gone. No, and I think the reasons, at least from our experience, why in our pool of business, the inventory went down, i.e. we had listings planned to come out that paused, mm-hmm. was because they were scared. I don't want people coming through my house. We don't know what this is. How long is this going to last? So let's just wait. Now that this is all getting released and the tension's getting eased again, people can go back to work again. Those reasons why those people were pausing are now alleviated. It's done. Absolutely. So they will be going back to market in the next 30 days. And there's definitely demand there, as we've seen on entry level condos, definitely on entry level housing, even in upper level housing, as we've experienced in the last week. So there's a lot of people on all levels 
we can go back to the economics behind it, losing jobs and unemployment and all this sort of stuff. But I think there's plenty of people that that's affecting, but there's plenty of people that that isn't. And mm-hmm. some people may make decisions based on a longer economic forecast. Could something, uh, could the repercussions of this be here in nine months? Maybe. But I think a lot of people, the way a lot of people search is, I need a house today for a variety of reasons. I want to sell today for a variety of reasons. We're going to put up with what we're going to put up with in nine months. Well, that's it. And on a final note to close us out here, I know a lot of people are talking about, is there going to be a second wave and then the recession is going to follow immediately? You know, we've been hearing about a recession for the last 18, 24 months plus is imminent. So if those things come, will they make an impact? Yes. But until they come and until it's affected the housing market for a long enough time, it's not going to have an impact on us until that gets here. So it's all completely speculation. But on that note, I think we sign off from here. Thank you for joining us again, guys. We hope to be back in front of you regularly. It's a good, uh, good little sit down. First one back. That's it. We'll speak to you soon.